You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Cougar Town After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Cougar Town After Show. Hey there, Cougar Town fans, Cougar Towns people, Cougar Townians, Cougar Pops. That's new. That's the new one. Cougar Pops. It has nothing to do with anything. I just I liked it. I like it. It sounds like a band. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, Cougar, the Cougar Pops. Pops. They got like a fun, <gasps> fresh... We should start a band. Called the Cougar Pops? Hells yes. Totally down with that. <laughs> we'll have a fun, beachy sound. It'll be light. We'll be a surf rock band. I like okay. it. Okay. Surf uh, rock. <laughs> if, you, if you're confused and you don't know where you wound up, be assured you are at the AfterBuzz TV Cougar Town After Show. We're talking about Season 5, Episode 10, Too Good to Be True. I am Matt Lieberman. Join me on the panel, of course, all season long. Fantastic and talented Miss Jenna Couture. Hello! And the fantastic and talented Miss Chelsea Earlywine. Hello! Glad to have you back. Thank I know you, you were sick last week. I was nearly week. dead, but I am here. Well, thank you for joining us. Now, as always on the Cougar Town Show, we are drinking a wonderful wine. This week, we are drinking the Puerto Viejo uh, Merlot. It's a 2012 Merlot. Now, as I said last week on the podcast... I'm not a big Merlot guy. It's not my go-to. It's not even like my. It's it's barely my last resort. I'm not a Merlot guy. Really? You're. Not, I love a Merlot. It's so easy. And I know. Smooth. Well, that's the thing. Well, last week it Except really. Except for that punch in the face. Right. Last week. It let us down. This <laughs> I'm glad Merlot. I'm here for that. This, Still here. <laughs> this Merlot is truly excellent right out of the bottle. I normally buy the Cab, the Cabernet from this mm-hmm. brand, and I saw this one. I'm like, oh, let's try out the Merlot. And it's good. It's it a tastes, lot. It doesn't have too many tannins. You know no. how Merlot can be really tanny right. and leave your mouth dry. It's not like that. No, it's very easy drinking. It's very. It's not. It's not a dry wine. It's a very wet Merlot. Um, the way that they describe it, and I think it's it's pretty accurate. It's a deep ruby color with cherry highlights, intense nose of raspberry, candied fruit, spices, and toasting. Complex, balanced, and supple on the palate. Yeah. Uh, wow. I it says uh, try this pairing this wine with prosciutto. Ooh. Well. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay, we will. In the future. (laughs) Um, So I just want to say, first of all, this might be – it's the funniest Cougar Town episode, I think, all season and potentially in a few years. For sure. And just a laugh-out-loud, fun, fun episode where we got to explore – uh, a lot of fun ideas that we'd been talking about. I know I'd brought up earlier in the season, Tom should get a love interest. He apparently had made one up for himself <laughs> yes. in Jules. Not a huge surprise, I think. Uh, well, we've known for a long time he has the hots for Jules. Yeah. But it was like and, the it, hots and every time he's Jules. playing with his little dolls in his houses and stuff, he's always finding ways to kill off Grayson. Oh <laughs> so That's we so knew that was happening, but we didn't know to the extent it was happening. Right. We didn't know how far he was going. Uh, but you know, it, it just was really a funny, funny story. So let's, let's get into it. So, uh, Tom's daughter Haley is visiting from New York. Uh, Tom says that she had just visited and she was just on her, she had just left, 
you know, and that he hadn't introduced her to any of the cul-de-sac crew, which, of course, sends Jules into a classic Jules spiral. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I she's, love this seatbelt. Like, everybody yeah, everybody's everybody like, buckles in. Because she's she can be a nightmare when she goes into one of these spirals where she's she... She's, like, really talking through her thoughts out loud, mm-hmm. and it gets really hectic. But I think we all kind of do that in our head. Yeah. We she know. just does it out loud. She just vocalizes yeah. it, but then also always acts on the paranoia. Yeah. Most of us, we think about it and we're like, no, that's crazy. She acts on the paranoia. She has to know what's happening in order to get out of this loop of of wor- worrying and wondering. So she finds Tom in uh, in his little Marwin call uh, cul-de-sac, his little model cul-de-sac where Grayson has died a grisly death. <laughs> yes. he's, he's underneath the, the wheel of... Uh, Tom's car and Mini Tom is just jumping up and down on it, crushing uh, Grayson's Poor head. Poor Grayson. Poor Grayson. Well, I feel like Tom doesn't hate Grayson. It's just pure jealousy. He just wants Grayson out of the picture. Yeah, Jules is. Yeah. yeah. On some level, he thinks that if Grayson was out of the picture, he would have a shot. Not the clearest shot in the world. Not the best shot in the world, but a shot. Mm-hmm. And that's in his mind all he needs. That's all you need when you're living on a maybe. It's true. Oh, he's halfway there, Aww. living on a maybe. Yeah. Uh, so you know, uh, Tom says, "Well, I'm sorry, she's out of, she's already left." But next time, you know, I'll introduce you. I know. I thought that was so weird, and I was like, oh, "I really wanted to see what his daughter was like." Mm-hmm. And and know. it's like, yeah, it's not like Cougar Town to just skip over the big I know. story. I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, Jules and Ellie are walking through downtown Gulf Haven, and Tom panics, like, "I thought you'd be at work." And there's Haley. She's there. She she hadn't left at all. He had been hiding her because uh, he had been telling Haley all this time that Jules was his girlfriend. He didn't want to be embarrassed. Oh. But here's the thing, right? Jules's office is in downtown Gulf Haven. It is. It's right there. So having her there wouldn't have really helped. Well, you know, maybe the daughter wanted to see downtown, and mm-hmm. so he had to take her. Right. He couldn't be like, no, we have to avoid downtown. So I think he probably took her and was walking on eggshells the whole time. Like, oh my gosh, I hope Jules doesn't come out of her office. Right. And unfortunately, there she is. And there how many she was. times has poor Jules this season had to fake something? Fake <gasps> dates. That's true. Fake husband, yep. fake boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is yeah. all about... She is really, she's a faker. She's yeah. really pushing her acting this season. There's a lot of fakeness this mm-hmm. season. There is a lot of I faking. hadn't even noticed that. I'm picking Great up point. the pattern. Yeah. I see it. A lot of faking. You're picking up what this writing staff is putting down. You're tapped right into the Cougar Town DNA. And um, I'm just wondering what else she's going to fake before the season finale. I'm very, very curious because, I mean, this is a pretty big one. You know, Tom has been creeping on her for years to really, you know, to have to climb on top of that bony lap, take some oh. serious to guts. To get as close as she was getting to him. She was a really good sport, though. She and was. it shows she's how big her support. heart is. Yeah. That she would immediately go, yeah, you're right. This is my boyfriend. We're together. And she just starts hugging on him. That was that was a good solid she did. Absolutely. Song. She did him a huge solid. You know, she wasn't in Chattanooga, as he had he had said. Where is Chattanooga? Chattanooga, I believe, is in Tennessee. Oh. I might okay. be wrong. Uh, it also Had might a real be... real estate convention. Yeah, real estate convention in Chattanooga. You guys weren't invited to the real estate <laughs> no, convention in Chattanooga? apparently not. And the stories he was making up about Grayson and what yeah. kind of guy... Oh, you're Grayson? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the retarded Have you guys brother? ever lied about having a significant other before? I've, n- I've never done it. And it's always like it's a trope in TV, but I've never met anyone who mm. really lied. No, I've never... No, I've never made up I've somebody. lied about not having a significant other 
Oh. Which is pretty bad. Which is honestly juicier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's more juice to that. But yeah. no, I haven't I haven't ever said I had someone that I didn't. Okay. But, you know, it's 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 a tricky situation, especially when you factor in, you know, her husband, Grayson. Yes. Uh, who uh, Tom has labeled as the gay, mentally handicapped brother of Jules. That she's taking care of. Yeah. yeah. And he was really going at it. Well, it, one of my favorite things that we've really tapped into this season is Grayson's kind of lost dream of being an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and he really goes for it in this performance. And, and, and Josh Hopkins, again, hilarious in this episode, doing his best Forrest Gump. I thought um, it was genius of Jules, too, to get him on board by saying, this could be a good acting challenge for oh, you. Oh, yeah, she and totally... And it, it clicks with him. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm doing yeah. this. Yeah. Well, she's his wife. She knows how to play him. Mm-hmm. Likewise, he knows how to play her. He's, you know, he knows the compliments and roses get Jules on board. That's true. I mean, and hey, they have the healthiest sex life of anyone on the show, mm-hmm. I assume. We haven't really gotten too much into the Lori Trav. There was a lot of this episode, too. Yeah, uh, Ellie and Andy. I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll get we'll get into it. Um, but you know, just a lot of fun watching them interact. And Ellie is just eating this up. Oh my gosh, I would be too. Yeah, I want these friends. I want this much drama around. Right, me. that Super doesn't Bowl. affect me. You know, you don't want it to affect you too much. But just watching everyone else have the drama. This is the Ellie equivalent of like a flourless chocolate cake. Yeah, you know, she said it was her Super Bowl. Exactly. Yeah. De- pure decadence and fun. She's got this train wreck, and then she's also got the Andy train wreck, which we'll get into in a bit. Um, but she is just, you know, pushing it as far as it can go. And she's like, oh, we should all have lunch. And they're down at Gray's Pub, uh, where, you know, Jules finally has let Grayson know that his food is terrible. And she's <laughs> yes. ruined so many purses, she's been throwing away all of the food in her purse. His terrible food. Aw, what which... you won't do for someone you love. Yeah. You'll fake eat their food. Exactly. That's fake, true. Fake, fake, fake. But they've been going there. <laughs> faking. I they... wonder who the real Jules is. That's true. She, will the real will the real Jules Cobb please stand up? But <laughs> please stand up. Please I think stand she up. has a big heart to fake all this stuff. You know, it means she cares. It mm. yes and no. Yes and no. I agree. She's also selfish because here's the thing, right? She could have told him this years ago when they weren't even together, but she just so didn't want to insult somebody, and she so didn't want to have to have that on her hands and have to deal with it. That she didn't tell him. The entire cul-de-sac crew has been going there for years. And now it comes out that yeah. his food's terrible. They were they, just trying to spare his feelings. But they could have helped him improve it. I improve know, it for years. how much true. business he's probably lost. Yeah. He could be very successful if he hires a cook. That's true. You know, he hires a head chef. Which, honestly, I'm doing an early prediction. I'm going to say after this, we get a new recurring character, head chef at ah, Grace Pub. Okay. Throwing it out there. Okay. Throwing it out there. And I bet it's going to be a hot girl. I like this idea. Yeah. As a male viewer, I like this idea. (laughs) Um, But I love this this lunch scene. I I can't remember exactly what Grayson said. It was something about cows have finger boobies. Oh, my gosh. And he was – yeah, cows have – Boobies like boobies fing- on their fingers or something. Or, or fingers Finger- on fingers on their boobies. Fingers on their boobies. T- yeah, yeah, It's a it's a big oh teat. Yes, God. that makes sense. Yes. And he kept going cross-eyed. Mm-hmm. And he was good. I was impressed. He was really good. I love it when Grayson acts. I know. Well, it's like it's funny because it's almost it's almost border borderline. You know, it's not the most PC joke in the world. Not at all. He is playing a mentally handicapped person. It's a little screwed up on Grayson's part, but I feel like we get away with it because it's all to, you know, protect Tom, who is effectively a member of this main cast. 
you know, so we get away with it. Yeah. But still rocky ground. It is, but I think that's why he keeps saying he's playing Forrest Gump. Yes. Because it's like, put it off on Tom Hanks. Exactly. (laughs) He's not playing a mentally handicapped person. He's playing Tom Hanks playing Forrest Gump. Yes. Yes. Um, He's getting around it. And then he finds out later that he's also supposed to be gay, and it throws him for a loop because he's like, I could have been adding this level of complexity (laughs) to this character, and now we've all been robbed of my performance. (laughs) It's the one piece that was missing. Oh, gay. Maybe that character will come back. That's the funniest. Uh, oh, gay. That's <laughs> what? What? What are you, Jenna Couture? Jeez. We're just thinking about it. Yeah. So the moment they get home, uh, Jules and Grayson can't keep their hands off each other. And Which is the first time I've seen it in a while. It feels like there's only been a few episodes like this. Yeah. And this one felt super genuine. Well, and Jules's boobs were looking good. They this were week. like they were very display perky. this week. Yeah, I don't want to say. Did she have a touch-up? I don't know. It seems like I don't it. want to cast aspersions, but it does seem like they're putting them out there, out ra- mm-hmm. you know, loud and proud, the way that all, all boobs should be. She could have just gone to, like, you know, a, a sale at Victoria's Secret or something, but somehow those right. boobs are really up there. For whatever reason, maybe, maybe... <laughs> Maybe Courtney Cox is up for a part in a movie and she wanted to just make sure that if anyone was watching Cougar Town, mm. you know, the girls were out in front and they look as great as ever. Could be. Maybe. And they do. I'm 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 on the verge of sounding very inappropriate and I, I'm not comfortable. <laughs> so I'm going to take okay. a second and talk about iTunes All instead. Right. Fair enough. Don't skip ahead because here's the thing, folks. It, I know I say it every week, but it's so vitally important. You know, here at AfterBuzz TV, we love being able to entertain you and inform you about your favorite shows. We put out over 70 hours of content a week. It's a crazy amount of content, and it's all free. And in, because we live in the most amazing future of all time, even the Jetsons couldn't have imagined an iPhone, you can watch, stream, download, listen, wherever you want, whenever you want. We live in an amazing time. But here's the thing, folks. You know, to keep the doors open here, we, we at After Buzz TV, you know, we're not doing this for some huge paycheck. We are trying to, you know, carve out our own niche in this podcast world, and we need every bit of support we can get. And the best way that you can do that, I can give you two things. One, I say it every week, go to iTunes, rate and review. Rate and review, rate and review, rate and review. It really does help everything around here. It's what keeps the lights on. It's what keeps the doors open. If you want us to keep giving you great podcasts, it only takes a second and it doesn't cost you a dime. Go to iTunes, rate and review the show. It means the world to everyone here. Another thing you can do, uh, Kevin Undergaro and Maria Menounos, the creators of AfterBuzz TV, they have an, a new uh, reality series, a docu-series coming to Oxygen. I can't wait um, to see Tuesday, this. March 18th at 10, 9 central. It's, it's right called, around the corner. It's called Chasing Maria Menounos, and it is about the the lives of Maria and Kevin. Uh, Maria, you know, she, she wears so many hats. She does so much. And she's so busy that we're all constantly chasing Maria, trying to get her to sign off on something or to do another piece or to be somewhere. You know, uh, you're going to see a lot of Maria's life. You're going to see a lot of uh, AfterBuzz TV behind the scenes on this show. Uh, you know, if this so show awesome. does well, it is only going to benefit the net- benefit the network. I'm sure some of you out there are like, why are you promoting this? I know she owns the network. It legitimately will help us keep the doors open keep the lights on so tune in tuesday march 18th at 10 9 central Can't and wait. we deeply appreciate your support okay uh wrapping up this first storyline um so Haley spots grayson and jules locking lips 
and she's freaked out as anyone who accidentally stumbles on probably incest would be freaked out. Well, yeah, and she thinks it's her dad's girlfriend Mm -hmm. making out with her handicapped gay brother. Yeah. Well, you know, and Tom explains the whole thing to her earlier. He says, you know, like, look, she has this great life in New York, but she worries about me. You know, Tom's wife is dead. We were reminded of that this episode. And, you know, if if she knew that I was alone, she'd just move back here and try to take care of me. And I want her to have a life, which is amazing. And it's one of the most human moments Tom has had in a very long time. And I think when you have a character this borderline who can be this creepy – you need moments of humanization. And he's been super creepy this season. Yeah. He's been a huge creeper, and we've seen him a lot. So it was nice to see a more real side to him. Absolutely. And make him a little vulnerable. Absolutely. It's why it's so funny. It's so funny to see Jules having to hug up on him, knowing you know all the things that he's done in the past and how much this means to him, how much he wants this to be real. It's deeply rooted in character, and that's why the laughs are so genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, ultimately he explains everything to Haley and she's able to understand and, you know, she forgives and, and forgets. And well, she's, she's grateful for Jules and Grayson for putting on this show. Exactly. And faking it. It shows how much they care for Tom. They do. Yeah. And, you know, it, it gives her the ability to stay in New York knowing that he has great friends who are looking out for him. Yeah. You know, that is one part side of the story because they don't always treat him that great. But... Still. But I think they will treat him better now, knowing mm-hmm. all of this. Because mm-hmm. Jules didn't even know at the beginning of the episode that he had a dead wife and a daughter. He, She did know, though. She, she forgot. Yeah, she'd forgotten about Not the it. daughter, but the dead wife. So now I think it's a good reminder that Tom is human. Yes. And they could treat him a little better. Agreed. Um, okay. So I feel like that kind of wraps up that yeah. story. Moving on. Uh, you know, we got Bobby, who gets this golden ticket in a burrito... Which, is this a real thing, first of no, all? No, it's, okay. it's the Willy Wonka syndrome. It's okay. it's the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory um, thing where, you know, a company gives out a golden ticket and then you, you know, you win a big prize. In this case, free burritos for a year. Unlimited burritos for a year. Burritos being Bobby's favorite thing, and he's super excited about it. I personally am more terrified by the health factor of having a golden ticket in a burrito that he could have choked on or god forbid you know he swallows it and digests it he never knows that he had it in him but he's got all this like in the side of the wrapper but he just probably ate the burrito and the thing maybe it looked like it was right in there it was in the middle of it like he took a bite of it yeah it was really gross it was right in there um but of course he doesn't think about that he's just overjoyed that he gets free burritos you know, I would love to have free burritos. Yes, really? I would. I think that's so cool. I'm really trying. I have like that Jamba Juice has like scratch tickets for like a free smoothies for a year. I'm like buying so many smoothies because I'm like, it's going to be me. Right. I used to be addicted to the McDonald's Monopoly game when I was a kid. Oh, every well, that's year. Another one. That was an event, you know, and I used to, I, I don't know if this is true or not. For years, I would say that I had the, I had the boardwalk piece. And I left it at a McDonald's. When I was a kid, I said that this happened, and I, I, I continued to say it for years and years. At this point, I don't know if that's the truth or not. You kind of convinced yourself it was true. I convinced myself that I could have won a million dollars. <laughs> you lied enough about it that you believed it. You well, that, believed I feel like your that, own lie. I feel like that happens, and I feel like that's that yeah. ha- that's going to happen to Jules at some point with all these fake all these fake identities that she's putting on. I know. Oh, um, but you know, the episode is called "Too Good to Be True." 
Uh, and you know, the, this, this really has to do with what's going on with, with Bobby's storyline where, you know, too much of a good thing, these burritos, he's ordering them constantly, eating them constantly to the point that he can't look at another burrito without going crazy. I love the burrito hallucination. Yeah. Like when the burrito's talking to him. It's a giant burrito. Like, eat me. You love me. Don't go away. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just terrified. Like no, yeah, yeah and then later weird. on he beats up that guy in a burrito costume. Yeah, he's it's deeply well, that felt. Was his hallucination. No, it wasn't. No, that was like a real burrito man p- passing out flyers for the company. No, but no, no, no. The first, the first time where the burrito guy's sitting at the table. Yeah, that's a hallucination. That was a hallucination because that because it's only him and Bobby in that whole Gulf Haven Central area. It's a hallucination, and they use the camera to show you that it's a hallucination. That was the hallucination. Right. Yes, but the then second later. time, oh, yeah, later, yeah. he mistakes a man in a burrito costume for his hallucination. Oh. It is the exact same burrito costume, because I imagine when you rent out a burrito costume, <laughs> you have to really use it as Try much as you can. use it a couple times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not worth it if you're only doing it for one scene. Oh, my gosh. Um... The burrito goes to Tummy Town. Mm-hmm. I just love all their little words. Choo choo, man! It's I a... didn't feel too good about that Tummy Town. Boy, no, no, like it crossed. Town? No, because he's like it's tummy passing. Town? No, he said it's passing mm. through Tummy Town. Listen, it was like I digestive. Have... You know, like it I... goes in and goes out type of thing. I think that it's sweet, and as a person who <laughs> loves to eat. I was very, very happy with the term tummy town. You were. I feel You're like that one stayed in my vocab. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be using <laughs> Today, what have I had passed through tummy town? I had a wonderful everything bagel with locks and cream cheese and oh. pickled red onions and capers. I thought you were on a health kick. I am on a health kick. I That's was right? cheating because oh. I had good news yesterday. Uh, and then I I went to Veggie Grill and I had a wonderful uh, you know veggie steak and and kale and and cauliflower mash. It was great. Okay, it's all I passing think, through Tummy no, Town. No, I think it's not Tummy Town that bothers it's me. The it's passing. the passing uh, through. Okay. That so he's just a can, visitor. Yes. We just say Tummy Town. Just yeah, you can say it's going to Tummy Town. Okay. But the, the passing through is what. Okay, I can me understand out. why okay. that would skeeve you yeah. out. Uh, but in any case, you know, Lori gives Bobby this cautionary tale about her love of the Spice Girls song "Wannabe," which she listened for fifteen to she listened to it for fifteen days straight. I went through this. This <laughs> no, this I really ha- did. This happen to you? This is true. I still listen to Spice Girls. That was I know that whole CD, both of their CDs back to back. I would listen to it over and over yeah. and over. But when yeah. you do that with music, mm-hmm. you start to hate it. You yeah. do start to hate it. I never hated it, but I just I have hated songs before. But I just Spice Girls. I don't know. There's something really special about them. I could flip them on after not listening to them for five years and know everything. I, I like know. Disney songs. Songs can like just <laughs> drive you nuts. I have a problem where in my car, you know, I have a CD player and see only one CD fits in there. And, you know, I'll plug my my iPhone in to listen to music that way or I'll listen to the radio. But I never change the CDs. So I'll have a CD in my car for maybe six to eight months before I'll change it. So every time I turn on the car, it goes to the first song on the CD. And Uh, it drives me insane. That would be insanity. Yeah. I really think no matter how much you love a song, if you listen to it 15 days in a row, you would start to hate it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My brother was obsessed with Beat It by Michael Jackson for a while when he was a teenager. MJ. It was the only song he listened to for weeks. He loved that song. Anyway. um, Yeah. So Bobby, you know, through Lori's help. They burn the golden ticket so that he no longer has this burrito problem 
But then he's faced with another delicious problem. Quesadillas. Quesadilla. Delicious. Which Lori makes a good point is pretty much just a burrito. <laughs> well, it's yeah. It's just a different shape. Okay. It's just cheese and meat. Yeah. But it's with, a different shape. With a tortilla. Shapes. Shapes. <laughs> Shapes are very important. Also, I mean, most burritos don't have cheese. Most burritos they are... They don't? Yeah. I mean, like cr- classic che- like burritos. Like a bean and cheese burrito? Okay, bean and cheese burrito like a has... classic? Yeah, yeah, bean and cheese, bean and cheese burrito. <laughs> no, burritos have cheese, Matt. Not all of them. Okay. <laughs> okay, there are some burritos out there, but traditionally they don't have cheese. You're, okay. No, traditionally they traditionally do. Bean and cheese. They bean do. and cheese do, but not That's ones with meat. Ones with that meat. That is, if not the most traditional burrito. Hit us up on Twitter and <laughs> yes. settle this debate. Please do. I know that burritos are better with cheese, but classically, <laughs> no. do they have cheese? We need like an owner of a Mexican restaurant to chime in on this. If any of our listeners own a Mexican restaurant, please chime in on this and prove that I'm right. Okay. Andy and Travis and Ellie and Lori all factor into this next story. I'm setting it up with a level of gravitas because it involves performance. Yes, it does. Travis opens an open mic night at Coffee Bucks. He's getting very comfortable in his new job. I like what a little entrepreneur he's turning into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, he's like any 22-year-old. He's exploring his options within his position and he's trying his best to make the best of it. And he, he sees this open mic night as his opportunity to add some culture to Gulf Haven. And we've gotten a little, ever since he got this job at Coffee Bucks, we've gotten little peeks at sort of the bubbling hipster culture that's just brewing underneath Gulf yeah, Haven, which I think is so, to build. so cool and so random that a small Florida town has this like brewing Silver Lake culture. Hipsters can go anywhere, Matt. I guess so. They can. I guess so. My Hipsters hair, breed. My haircut found me. So, <laughs> you know, who knows? But he um, he starts his open mic night, which Andy takes as an opportunity to try a, a long bubbling within him passion, which is stand-up comedy. Uh, and he's, he's... If you can call it comedy. I know. He's trying his best, and he's laughing at every one of his jokes, and he's got a catchphrase... Um, uh, bitches be loco. Bitches be loco. I love him. I love, and I feel like he needs someone to rally with him. And Ellie was rallying with him, but she was not laughing with him. She was laughing at him. Yeah, yeah. she was. You know, and it's like he is always the guy that rallies with everyone else. And I feel like Trav was really trying to let him have his thing, and even though it was embarrassing him, but then, you know, eventually had to. Well, when people get up and leave. Yeah, and yeah you're losing you business it's a, over it. Right, you've got to you've got to cut that person out. Right, yeah. coffee yeah. bucks That's is a bad. business, and this this open mic night is predicated on bringing in new business. But what did that night bring? Sex. It did. It brought sex for Andy. Yes. For Andy, a permanent sex night. Yeah, permanent sex night. Yeah, I like the idea that permanent sex night. I like that too. Like designating, like I know a lot of couples are against scheduling sex. Right. They feel like, oh no, it's not spontaneous and fun. But if you have a night that you know is always going to be your sex night, mm-hmm. I think you're going to make it special. Look. Yeah. You're going to plan for it. Be like, oh, what can I get that's going to be fun or kinky Permanent. for sex exactly. night? Permanent it, sex night makes you feel good though. It changes the spontaneity. It's not the spontaneity, spontaneity of having sex. It's the spontaneity of how can I excite my partner in a new and different way? How can I make this fresh? We are setting aside time because we care about our relationship. We want to be able to have a physical relationship. What is the best way that I can continue to make it fun and exciting as 
we get you know older together as our relationship yeah. evolves. I so think you're that it's you a, like it or you don't like it. I do like it. I like it too. You I know, think I'm going to implement I think this right. in my own too. relationship. Right. As soon as I start dating, oh, <laughs> Jenna, <laughs> yes, Jenna, you're beautiful, and you, you, you. I'm sure that this is all going to work out. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I've had a lot of wine, but my point is, you know, if you're getting down to the point where. You're both so busy that you need to schedule a sex night because you aren't having sex regularly. You know, we're all busy people. It just, it makes sense. Yeah. It does. I think so. I and like it. it's like a security. Like, we're definitely going to have sex this night. Right. You know, like, you don't have to. It takes the pressure off of the other nights. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, in the course of a week, you know, like, all right, Tuesdays, it's right. happening. So Permanent. if it doesn't I'm, happen Monday, it's okay. I'm going to throw this out there. You schedule a sex night and two sex mornings. Oh, oh, I yes. like it. Yeah, I like sex yes, mornings. I love morning sex. Mm-hmm. Morning sex and daytime sex. If you have, if you, if your people, delight. if your people with <laughs> flexible schedules, at least one afternoon or should be. Or someone can stop by someone's place for lunch. Yes. Oh, I like your thinking. That's true. Lunchtime so quickie. Sex, you know, I, hey, everyone, everyone's a fan. Every, okay. Okay. Um, I feel it's, like it's the red wine. It's, yeah. it's, it's the wine. I have no excuse. Sexual. It was the slim fast. <laughs> All right, I feel like we've we've covered everything in this episode. Uh, let's get to predictions. All right. Ooh, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I'm interested. Wrong song. Wrong song. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, there what is, is this new jazzy uh, prediction? There it is. There it is. What are Although, we... if you want that one too. Ooh, yeah. I what like are we thinking, it. people? Oh, this is groovy. Oh, I love that one. It's Dude. the SNL music. Yeah. From yeah. 1986. Like really? It. Yeah. Rad. I like that. I like Good it. Stuff. Let's keep this. That's All right. our prediction. Yeah. So what? I feel like we yeah. kind of talked about Tom a little bit, but I do feel like the dynamic is going to change with Tom and the cul-de-sac crew I, after this episode. I think something's brimming with Tom. Hmm. And I, he really carried the the, uh, the A storyline. Yeah. Is that what they call it? A- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he really carried it well. It was enjoyable. I mean, this was so much fun and so many laughs. I loved it. I don't know if it beats number one, but it was mm-hmm. such a good episode. So funny. It was a lot we, of we fun. We giggled our way through yeah. it. We did. I'm going to go back to my prediction from earlier and say that now that we now that Tom has exposed the fact to his daughter that he doesn't have a girlfriend, it's a prime opportunity for him to get a real one. Mm-hmm. And I still think that's going to happen. Hopefully this season. Um. Yeah. Or that's, maybe Jules gets kidnapped. I mean, that would be a cliffhanger. That, that would be, would be a, a cliffhanger. cliffhanger. I would. We would right? not see that coming. Nobody would ever look at his house because. Oh, he kidnaps her. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, that's, that's scary. Heavy. That turns the show into something completely yeah. different. <laughs> well, maybe it's just that'll like, be on a different network. Yeah, I hope I it doesn't know. turn the show into cold case because that would mean that she was murdered many years ago. Well, if this oh, is no. it, we don't know if this is her last season. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no. All right, uh, I think that that's all about about all for us. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank everyone for watching, streaming, listening, downloading. Uh, Jenna, where can the people find you? I am on Twitter at Jenna Time Tweets. All right, and Chelsea. I'm on Twitter at Earlywine, E-A-R-L-E-W-I-N-E. Okay. And you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can also find me here on AfterBuzz TV all over the place. I got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I got Justified, I got Helix and Lost Girl on Sci-Fi, Banshee on Cinemax, wrapping up this week. Resurrection. Resurrection on ABC, which just started. Thank you very much, Jenna. Uh, I also have a bunch of shows coming out this spring. Uh, Playing House on USA, Mad Men's coming back in April, Orphan Black is coming back to BBC America, which, if you love cool sci-fi and clubs, 
Jones, watch that show. It's amazing. <laughs> Tatiana Maslany plays like eight different characters. She's unbelievable. I want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. We will be back next week. Unfortunately, we only have three episodes left in the season, but Can't we will make it. them count. Yes. Thank you all for joining us. Good night. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz. See you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 